0: and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. Today we're here with Jen Ballen, her professional background spans entrepreneurship, operations, sustainability, and asset management. Jen is the founder of the Sustainable Investor, an editorial blog demonstrating through data-driven research that profitability and impact need not be mutually exclusive. Exclusive. She is also the co-founder and chairwoman of the board of the board of Before It's Too Late, a virtual reality prototyping lab designed to blend art, technology, and science to ignite urgency and collaboration toward addressing climate change. She is also the co-author of the 2017 MIT published case study, First Solar, which received EMFD's Best Bringing Technology to Market Case Study Award. In 2014, Jen became a trained climate leader with Al Gore's Climate Reality Leadership Corps in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And in 2020, she was named on Green Biz's 30 Under 30 Global List of Leaders in Sustainability. I had to literally read the whole thing because I couldn't decide what to take out. Welcome Jen. This is amazing. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have someone of your level on this podcast. This is so exciting. Thank you. I just appreciate you made the time for us. Of course. You got a lot going on it sounds like, which is so cool. Um before we jump in, why don't you um just give us a little bit more of your story or a little bit in your words of um you know Who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm Jen Ballin. I'm the CEO and co
1: founder of Otherworld, a brand new food company that's reimagined your favorite childhood breakfast. We just launched a line of vegan superfood packed pancake and waffle mixes five months ago. All of our mixes tackle food waste. We source upcycled ingredients such as the misfit fruits and vegetables that would otherwise be wasted. And so we're really proud of our commitment to sustainability. We use recyclable metal packaging. We measure our carbon emissions with the goal of net neutrality. And um, every
0: day we're just trying to blend sustainability into the business. So, so awesome. I actually haven't tried um, your pancakes or waffles, but it's like literally I have it open in one of my other tabs to try. I was looking, I was like, do they have gluten-free? Cause that's what I need. We have so, gluten-free in pre-order right now. Yes. yes. I'm very excited about <laughs> that. Um, So I want to talk to you today, sort of like an adjacent topic to all the things that I feel like you've been doing in your career up until this point and what you're doing in the business, which is growing a mission-driven business, right? Building a business that is not just there to make money, but it's there to really change the world. It's something that's on your heart. It's a part of what you believe in. Um, so talk to me a little bit to start about like what made you start Otherworld? What brought you to start creating these mixes? Yeah, sure. So I have spent my career prior to Otherworld
1: working in corporate sustainability. I started my career on Wall Street. Then I was trained as a climate leader with Al Gore's Climate Reality Leadership Corps, like you mentioned. And after that, I went to business school to explore different ways of blending career and impact. I really wanted to make sure that through my career, I was focusing on environmental and social sustainability and felt I had a lot of energy and passion to give to the cause. And I kind of fancied myself an intrapreneur. So I worked within companies, mostly in the CPG space, to build sustainability initiatives and lead the implementation of those initiatives so i have a lot of experience building corporate sustainability goals and the execution plans required to actually make those goals happen but you know i spent a lot of energy trying to convince management to take these decisions to implement these decisions to make sure that it was sustainability was a priority and you know as i progressed in my career i kind of wondered how much faster i could make an impact if i owned the decisions myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, one year later, I've I've been full-time on the business for a year. One year later, building Otherworld with my friend Joe has definitely been the best career decision. We are able to really operate from a mission-driven standpoint. Actually, before we ever started and before we quit our other jobs, you know, we just made sure that we were aligned from a values perspective on what we wanted Otherworld to be and what the world would miss if Otherworld would cease to exist. And for us, it was really important that Otherworld would Create a net positive impact. And Joe and I, my co founder, were both passionate about food health and sustainability. So it was a very natural space Mm. for us to build a company in. And when we thought about our favorite foods growing up, for both of us, it was pancakes and waffles. (laughs) We had this really nice nostalgic moment where we realized we missed our favorite foods. And so we wanted to start from a place of reimagining
0: our favorite childhood breakfast. I love that. And something that you said that stands out to me is you really connected before even leaving your jobs on the fact that your values were aligned. Talk to me a little bit about like, well, was that a conversation? Like, was that a couple conversations? Like for people who are running a mission, driven business who want to grow, like, what does that look like for working with someone else? Yeah, it was a
1: couple conversations. It was some hypothetical scenarios. You know, if It costs more to do X, but we still do it. Um, And it's hard. It it is tough. You kind of have to trust that person if you are choosing to go with a co-founder, which I would definitely recommend. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Joe and I have known each other for over 10 years. So our co-founder relationship is already built on a decade of friendship and trust. And so I kind of knew that we, we were already aligned in values, but just wanted to explicitly talk about it because I was very proud of the work I was doing prior to Otherworld, and it was important work, but, you know, I, I and I felt if I made this move into building this company and leading this company, would it be an even greater step towards fighting climate change? Um, and and to me, the answer was yes, but I had to make sure, you know, that the, the business would be able to operate like that. And we still have to, right? Because we take investors. And so it's, it will be important as we grow
0: other world just to make sure that we bring on the right partners and investors and stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about growing. And of course, that's kind of the focus of our episode is growing a mission-driven business. I can imagine you're coming up against a lot of different challenges than a business that isn't so focused on, in your case, sustainability or something that you know, takes extra work. You have to go the extra mile to make it happen. So um, tell me a little bit about like, what are some sort of like mental things you've had to work on in, in order to grow in a space that, you know, is still growing in and of itself? Sure. So
1: there's a few areas in which we tackle sustainability. I mean, the first is creating vegan products. So everything we do have done and everything we will do will be plant-based or vegan. So we've, for example, with the pancake and waffle mixes, we've removed milk, butter, and egg that come from animals that are normally found in traditional pancake and waffle mixes. And every future product we make, and we do plan to expand, will be vegan as well. That in itself was a challenge. It took us seven Mm -hmm. months with a team of professional chefs and registered dietitians to create the recipes. We are the only vegan pancake and waffle mix in the world that uses upcycled superfoods. So we not only remove the milk, butter, eggs, Mm -hmm. and unnatural sugar, but we also added in fruits and vegetables and superfoods. So it was definitely an R&D challenge, but we were able to do it. And I think our our consumers can testify that our pancakes are very light and fluffy. Um, And so, you know, that was challenge number one. I would say challenge number two is the upcycled ingredients. And it's not you know, an untackable challenge. I think everything's figure outable, but it was kind of reaching into our networks and understanding what the supply chain looks like for the upcycled ingredients that we need, making sure that that supply can support our growth. So we do have big plans for growth. We need to make sure our supply can come with us Mm -hmm. and always looking at, you know, backing up the supply chain and understanding how we can convert even more of our ingredients to be upcycled. Right now we use eight different upcycled ingredients out of, you know, a total of 15 or so. So pretty good.
0: That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I would say challenge number three, and it's still a challenge is packaging and and packaging will always be a challenge. I have experience in packaging in the circular economy. It's, It's part of my sustainability background. Unfortunately, you have to put food in something, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the best answer from a packaging sustainability perspective would be no packaging. And there are zero grocery, zero waste grocery stores, which of course we've looked into and, and stuff like that. But right now, you know, when we're shipping on e of course it has to go into something. So we're exploring, we're always exploring packaging. We started with recyclable metal packaging right behind me. It's mm-hmm. made from recycled content. So it doesn't, it uses packaging that's already in circulation. It's not all net new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fully recyclable and we'll continue to evaluate our packaging. There's pros and cons to every packaging type. Metal is recyclable, but it's more energy intensive in shipping and it's more energy intensive in creating. And so it's always kind of weighing these different things. And we are proud to be partnering with Planet Forward to be measuring our carbon emissions and working on a plan to reduce
0: those emissions. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, It's so much more, especially in your space, especially in food and packaging. I mean, it's so much more to think about in terms of, I'm not just putting out an online product. Like I am, we're building something and we need to think of every single step of the process, Um, which I imagine is like, how do you, how do you juggle that mentally? Like, how do you manage all of it? I think it's just, it's the values piece. It's the Mm -hmm. unwavering values. It's, it it actually is easy
1: when you do it like that because mm. for us we know what what the cornerstone of the business is, and I will add that social sustainability is also really important to us. So very early on we hired an amazing advi- advisor who is experienced in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and. Every employee does mandatory training, we have discussions, and we also are very cautious about who we partner with, who we amplify, and where we speak up and when we, we don't speak up. and we're committed to building a really diverse and inclusive team. And I do think that is a huge part of sustainability as well. Um, it's very important for other world.
0: Yeah, yeah, so important. Um, tell me, you mentioned a little bit ago, you know, everything's figure outable. And I feel like so many entrepreneurs come up against these points in their business where it's like, can I do this? Or can I figure this out? Like, tell me a little bit more about, because of course we're in a podcast about mindset. Tell me a little bit more about that mindset that you have and maybe where it came from. That is a great question. I don't know where it came from, but it is my life mantra. I
1: do mm. believe that everything is figure outable. And when there's a will, there's a way. I think you need to be particular about what are the things you want to pursue. You can't do everything, but I do believe when there's a will, there's a way, and there's always an answer to any problem. And we've had problems. You will have problems as an entrepreneur, but you just kind of think about what's the best decision with the data that we have now. And we keep trudging ahead.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, um, I want to dig into more about like the mission and how you use that, like to power you. So outside of like these more technical decisions of supply chain or of hiring uh, you know, DEI consultant, how do your, you know, how do you guys, how do you bring your values into what you do? You know, like how does that power your, your decision-making in your mindset?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's innate in a way. So Mm -hmm. for both Joe and I, so it, it, it's never really hard conversations, but it's, it's action driven in what we choose to pursue and what we want to stand for as a company. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we meditate every day at 11, the whole team's invited. Anyone can come if they want, they don't have to. I think that helps set intentionality and make us really reflect on kind of how we're living our life. We also are really conscious about work life balance. Like even though we are very lean, we, you know, believe, life is short and should be enjoyed. And we make sure that our team is exercising if they wish or taking those moments to be mindful or, you know, finding the balance and the time to do the work that works for them. So we're a fully remote company. We, um, and, and we're very flexible in, in, in how we work. Um, and I think that's really important and making sure that that culture is
0: like that from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to have like a similar conversation or do you have i guess i should say similar conversations with um like team members as your team members as you're thinking about hiring in terms of those values like how do you identify people that share that passion because that's so important for growing a mission driven business right
1: it is and it's hard i i think interviewing is very difficult we right now because we're so new are in a place where Every person that is working at Otherworld and most are part-time have some degree of connection to either Joe or I. And so mm. we're kind of within network still. I know that we will need to expand. And and you know, we're still expanding to people at Otherworld. It's not that we necessarily knew them our whole lives, but someone had vouched for them really. Right. Somewhere. So there was a degree of connection. It, it is important and Still, learning process, and I think it's about making sure the interview process is structured in a way to make to bring on people with similar values, and that's why we're we're extremely excited about our DEI advisor, um, who's Mm -hmm. integral to the business. She will help us really not only make sure that we're operating in a way that makes sense and is right for the world, but also hiring in the right way
0: and making sure we're bringing on people that think differently but Mm -hmm. are aligned from a values perspective. Right. I love that point that people that think differently, but are aligned from a values a values perspective, because it, I'm sure it can be so easy in any business. It can be so easy to get into that silo of like, this is what we do. This is the way we think. And it's just so critical that you're able to think out of the box, continually yes. coming up with fresh ideas and new ideas. Yes. I, I have seen groupthink at
1: many of my past companies, be a, a hindrance, and it is important for us to build a culture where presenting new ideas or challenging existing ideas is is not only welcome but appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I think we are doing that so far. But you know, there's always always room for growth. We want to make sure that we continue to
0: do that as we scale. Yeah. Tell me about your experience as a female entrepreneur in this space is it a pretty male driven industry you know the industry of sustainability and climate change and what's that been like for you
1: yeah i mean i i personally have felt very empowered as a female ceo i think part of that is um, Joe, my co-founder, um, you know, we both agreed that I was the right person for the role. I think that kind of set us up well from the beginning. Um, you know, fundraising as a female entrepreneur can be a challenge. We, we've we been okay so far. Um, however, we, we're new in our fundraising journey. Mm-hmm. So we'll see kind of what happens as we progress. Um, you know, I am a big believer in lifting other women up. We have a lot of females working for Otherworld, um, which I'm really excited about. And I always want to be a mentor to other females, entrepreneurship or not. Um, One thing I started doing recently as a result of International Women's Month was office hours, um, which I really enjoyed. It was very gratifying. I wasn't, you know, we just posted it and said anyone who wants can sign up for a slot. And I just dedicated a full afternoon to kind of chatting with people about, anything they wanted, whether it be resume reviews or their startups or their career paths, or just talking about my background. Um, and so that was really cool. And that's something that I think I'll continue going forward. So, yeah, I mean, in long answer to your question, but I, I think it's the same as, you know, it's, it's, we have challenges, but like I operate
0: just like I'm any gender really. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. This is, um, sort of, off topic from what we were just talking about but it just crossed my mind um tell me about marketing as a you know a mission driven business especially in this space of sustainability like how does that affect what you're putting out there you know how is your message designed and built around your mission give me a little bit of that
1: yes well it's a very interesting question so i believe that marketing green products to people that are already buying green products doesn't really move the needle So what we do is sell our, make our products in a green way because it's the right thing to do, but it's not necessarily what we lead with in marketing Hmm. because if people buy our products, then we're tackling food waste. They're buying products that are made from a sustainable company. And I don't yet believe that sustainability is the number one purchase decision-maker. So mm-hmm. I think people are still buying, let's say it's in the food space, on taste, cost, health, and then probably sustainability. And so we think about that in our messaging hierarchy. It doesn't mean that's the order of what's important. You know, From our perspective, sustainability is just interwoven into the business. But we don't really lead with our sustainability messaging in marketing um, based on what we know converts purchases. And that's because you know the people that are buying green are already buying green, and they're going to find that information anyway. And we just want to sell our amazing products, Um, and in the background, we're we're building them in a green way.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and building a whole new, you know, audience or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like group of purchasers that are now newly buying green products, and maybe that's like the. What gets them into working or buying with buying other green products?
1: And there's definitely a balance because I also want Otherworld to be an example for other companies and how to do well and do good at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so you can't keep everything quiet, but I think it's about figuring out kind of what channels to share how you're operating as a business. And we're very, we'll be always be very open about who we're partnering with, what suppliers we're sourcing upcycled ingredients from, et cetera. We want more and more people to use upcycled, Mm -hmm. you know, the more the merrier. Um, But yeah, so it's a bit of a balance, right? Because we want to lead by example but we also want to make sure that we're marketing what we believe our consumers
0: are looking for as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just one more thing that you're sort of like figuring out, how do you balance, how do you make both work and while building a successful business? It's really cool. I feel like it, it takes a different way of thinking about business in many ways um, to do well. Yeah, definitely. So as we wrap up here, I love everything that you've shared. I feel like this is going to be really interesting for listeners to hear everything you shared today. Um, But what is one gem, like one last piece if listeners walk away with nothing else, they walk away with this? Yeah. So I guess um,
1: one last piece and hopefully an inspirational message is I think a huge key of entrepreneurship is being humble Mm -hmm. and understanding that it's okay if you don't have all the answers and just being prepared and willing to ask questions. I have asked so many questions in the past six months to a year. I know so much more now than I did six months ago. I can't wait to see how much more I know in six months from now. And it's, it's completely fine to kind of figure it out, paint the plane while you're flying, if you will. And I think it's
0: just really important for entrepreneurs to remember to be, be humble and ask questions. I love that. Such a good and important reminder. Um, switching gears, tell us what you're getting intentional about right now. Sure. So I would say other world and myself personally is we're getting really
1: intentional about mindfulness. I mentioned earlier on that we meditate every day. And, you know, part of that is we we practice every day at 11, but meditation can be practiced kind of at any time during the day. And so I'm, I'm personally trying to just bring more intentionality into everything that I do. And maybe that's, you know, walking without listening to music and cooking without listening to a podcast. Um, sorry. (laughs) Not, Hey, I'm not offended. Yeah. Um, but you know, and just, just kind of being present in the activities that I'm, I'm doing and, um, always a a journey and a path, but, but glad that other world has kind of, um, built, built that in from the beginning and and we love our our everyday meditation.
0: Yeah. It's so important for me as well. I, I find that I like desperately need like at least one time a day to just like ground, Mm
1: -hmm. just like
0: sit and breathe and just ground into, myself and the earth and whatever, and just like shut everything down for a few minutes. So I I get that very much. Mm -hmm. And where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast?
1: Sure. So listeners could reach out to me at Jen at otherworldfoods.com, but also can find our delicious pancake and waffle mixes at eatotherworld.com.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been an awesome conversation. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you listeners for being here. We will catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.